Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. Shep Hyken here back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. Very excited because we're going to be talking with Robert Glazer, who is the founder and CEO of a performance marketing agency. And we're going to be talking about some very cool ways that he has integrated. Uh, well, it's holiday time and just what he does in the holiday to, to make his employees happy and the culture that he's created. We're going to talk about that. We're going to be talking about uh, ways we can deliver a better experience to our customers. Uh, three common mistakes that uh, our customer or that our companies make with customers. But before we dive into this real quick, you know, the drill, I announce it every time. If you've got something to share, you've got a question you want me to answer, I'm available through all the different social media channels like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Just use the hashtag AskShep and I'll either answer the question direct to you on the uh, medium that you choose uh, to write me on or I might even do it on this show. And don't forget about the TV show Be Amazing or Go Home which is on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Prime, uh, C-Suite TV, even on YouTube. We decided we could take the segments and put them on YouTube. So very excited about the show. Check it out. And now let's jump into the interview. Robert Glazer, as I mentioned, is the CEO and uh, the founder of Acceleration Partners. And he is a serial entrepreneur. And he's just written a best-selling book, the, it's called titled Elevate. Uh, Elevate is the title. Push yourself, or I'm sorry, push beyond your limits and unlock success in yourself and others. So I'm intrigued by the book. It's a great book uh, available now. The perfect book to get is a gift uh, because I love books and I think giving somebody a book that will help them that they can read is a great gift. So Robert, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Uh, thanks for having me, Shep. Uh, that is a little longer than usual introduction, but I think what you're doing is great here. Uh, and the title of the book, Elevate, is about you know raising uh, people to a higher level. And let's talk about how you've done this in your company. A real quick start with what is your company about? So give us like the one minute version of uh, what Acceleration Partners does. Sure. Acceleration Partners is um, the leading partner marketing firm. We help uh, companies and brands basically establish performance-based uh, partnerships with publishers out there. So let's let's pretend they sell widgets online rather than paying for uh, an advertisement on a on a, on a on a site that talks about widgets or widgets review site or widget discount site. Um, a partner would join that program. They would uh, sign up to get a percentage of every sale. They would get marketing assets and, and, and collateral, uh, and but they would only be paid on a performance basis ah, for each right. widget that they right. sold. So we help companies set up programs that have hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of partners that operate in that capacity. I love that. I love that. So, and, and by the way, I want to, this is where we're now going to move into, I think so much of what drives a great customer experience is what's happening inside of a company and your company is award-winning ad ages, best place to work, entrepreneurs, top company culture, two years in a row, uh, fortune magazines, best uh, small and medium places to work. And one of my favorites is glass doors employees choice award now you don't get that unless you've got a great culture where people want to work 
and when they want to work for you. Uh, that means you're going to work harder to take care of your customers. And what intrigued me, and one of the reasons I wanted to do uh, uh, this, this interview, and I want to talk about your book in a little while, but let's break off of that. I want to get right to this, and then we'll get to the book in the second part of our program. Uh, you have a unique way of gifting at the end of the year your employees. And we are toward the end of the year. And for those listening, this episode is running in December. For those listening, three months from now, it ran in December. So you can prepare <laughs> for next year. I think this is really intriguing. You don't like to give gifts. You like to grant wishes. So let's talk about that. I love that idea. Yeah, it started a few years ago. It was an idea I heard um, from uh, someone named John Ratliff, who used to run a company called Apple Tree Answers, and they had launched sort of a, a dream program. Um, and it tied to how we thought about some stuff. And and it, so it started at our annual summit um, a few years ago, where we always tie it to one of our core value themes. And um, what we asked everyone headed into that summit was I asked them to fill out a thing about what were the top five things that they wanted to accomplish most in life. And uh, we actually had a session where we talked about that and goal setting and not necessarily professionally, but personally. And it was our 10th anniversary and I had actually taken 10 of those and sort of worked on some of these uh, life wishes that were important to people. Um, came out with that as a surprise at the end of the night. It enjoyed it so much that I decided <laughs> we're going to do that every year. Uh, it's the most fun part of my job. So yeah, we just, we just did that for the third time and did about um, 15 kind of uh, wish granting or dream granting. And it, it you know, a, a lot of, it, it has a huge impact on, on the people who receive it. I think particularly that the economics versus a bonus that you might give to someone that, they don't even uh, remember it, you know, months later uh, right. or you years later. Give somebody a few hundred dollars. But the fact that we took yeah. time to yeah. acknowledge and recognize something that was important to them, I think means a lot to people. And so uh, our team's gotten bigger. We had a couple of people kind of working on the wish granting team this year. Someone who just started on our culture team was like, this is the most fun. I've it's like being Santa Claus. <laughs> so yeah. It's, so it's fun. Yeah. I'm intrigued. So you give somebody a thousand dollar bonus, $500 bonus, whatever. Yeah, it's they, gone. It's, it's gone, gone five minutes know? later. Yeah. And uh, uh, my buddy, John Rulin, who is the giftologist, he's been on our show several times. Yeah, good friend of mine. Is he a good friend yeah. of yours? Yeah. Oh man, John, uh, John's a great friend of mine too. And uh, I just love the idea. He says, yeah, you give somebody a gift card. That's because you didn't think enough. Unless, I mean, like I'm a musician and if somebody gave me a guitar center gift card, I wouldn't really appreciate that rather than just giving me an American Express or Visa or MasterCard gift card. At least right. it showed they cared. But, you know, you give somebody something to drink or eat and they forget about it. But hey, yeah, I it, all, it also prioritizes something that's important for them. I mean, it was an interesting example last year. One of the things that we gave someone last year was um, a trip to go visit her grandmother. She had acknowledged that she basically her grandmother lived in Greece and, and was 90 years old and she had had a baby and her grandmother had only met at once and she regretted she hadn't sort of, you know, prioritized that. And so, so we, we, we gave her a ticket to go visit uh, with a kid. And, 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 you know, one of the things that she said afterwards was like, had you given me the, just the money as a bonus, I probably would have painted the fence <laughs> you know, in my house or, or replaced the dishwasher or, you know, but this forced me, like I had identified this as part of an exercise we did as something that was important. Our theme last year was one of our values, embrace relationships. And it was, who do you need to, you know, embrace a relationship with? So we reconnected a lot of people to, to, to people that they had said, but it kind of forced them to follow through with what they said was, it was important. And I, 
I thought that was an interesting comment where she basically admitted had we given her, you know, say it was a $1,500 ticket, had we given her that money, she would have probably just, you know, replaced her dishwasher. So I've got to ask, um, I know you've got a um, hundred plus employees, but you only grant 10 to 15 wishes. Yeah. That means there's a majority of your employees are not getting anything at holiday time yep. or are they? Yeah. So it's not, it's not a, um, this is not sort of, a uh, 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 I won't use the term quid, quid pro quo, but it's not sort of a straight up, Hey, you're doing your bonus. This is how we've chosen to, um, we have, uh, different compensation systems and different forms of compensation. This is just something we have chosen to do at the end of the year. It's an above and beyond. Yeah. I, I was also concerned about that originally um, uh, the first year that we did it. Uh, also, given our growth, a lot of the people will have been new in the last kind of three to six months at any one time. And even though they have also been recipients, I think, I get, again, they, they might be new. Right. But I, I was concerned about this. And, and the day after, I got more letters from people who had not received anything, just saying that the type of culture it was and appreciating they were happy for their colleagues. Uh, that I, we haven't seen, like, we, the type of people that we have are, 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 are grateful people. Like, I, when, I, when I realized, when I was thinking about it and wondering why it had, might, hadn't been an issue, and I can't say that some people aren't disappointed, but we, you know, we tend to not repeat people, so it does continue to, to spread around. Um, but I actually realized that you know, it, it, if these are the type of people who would get really bitter about um, their peer you know, having an incredible thing, then you know, that, that, that I, I just don't you think- probably don't want them around anyway. Yeah, yeah we, I get right. it. And I, I realized that we have these grateful people who are happy to see their, that's just the type of people that we attract. So I, I realized that if I had gotten, if I, if I had heard that, I probably would be pretty bummed that people couldn't you know, enjoy uh, satisfaction for other people. Give me uh, two or three other wishes that you've granted, just real quickly. Yeah. So one person want a lot of these actually don't cost anything. They take time and resources. So one person wanted to said that they really had always wanted to teach a college course and we got them to be a guest professor for a day at, at MIT Sloan. Oh, um, wow. one, one had actually expressed wanting to join the board of an organization. And when we dug into the organization, we realized that it was an organization that um, supported a, a condition that, that her child had. Um, and so we were able to get her involved in that coordinate uh, organization with the board and reached out to the president and also just learned something about this person and what they were going through um, in the process. I'm trying to think of some other ones. Um, uh, we, you know, we've reconnected some people who wanted to connect with friends. Uh, we, we helped, uh, we hired a private investigator for someone whose, whose embraced relationship uh, wish was to, to reconnect with a, um, uh, brother that they had never just found out that they had and didn't, didn't know. And, and, uh, and someone who's adopted trying to track down her mother as well. Wow. Uh, so those are some pretty heavy, heavy wishes, if you will. Um, I'm in, I'm impressed. Uh, what would be like the simplest, a lighter, easiest a lighter one? one? Yeah. Skydiving. Yeah. So, let's, so someone let's, wanted let's to go. Let's bring it up a notch. <laughs> someone, I thought you wanted the, someone wanted to go skydiving. Uh, you know, they wanted to go to a game or something that they have never um, been to before. Um, recently we had someone who really shared as, as part of some story that, you know, he just, uh, really wanted time, more time with his wife. So we got a bunch of nights of babysitting. Uh, so, so, you know, some of them are certainly, um, lighter. We, we've had a bunch of people who've wanted to achieve a physical challenge or goal. And so we've hired them a coach 
to work with them on that. We had someone who got coached and ran a half Ironman. Oh, wow. uh, Two years ago. So, so across, across the board, but again, what, what, what's important to them? Right. Um, Yeah. So what a perfect uh, thought process it's, you know, and, and we're making sure that this show runs early enough in December that, um, if you want to think about, in addition to whatever you are normally going to do, grant a few wishes to employees, let them get involved. This is a, a great culture building tool, it sounds like. Uh, or, or- yeah, and I would say do what the Four Seasons does, right? Understand, you can ask them, but you could also just understand their their preferences, right? Or, or, or understand what's important to them or take a note like the, uh, you know, they do when, when someone says something. So one of the ones we just did, we knew from comment that, that someone did in their employee profile about always wanting to play Pebble Beach. So we, we, we used that uh, this year. So I, I think if you're, particularly if you want to have a huge impact, if you want to have a huge impact, you know, you ask people what they want. We always do it in the context of one of our core values and the theme because that ties it all together for us. Like what are the relationships you needed to embrace more? That's one of our core values. But if you want to really impress people, just listen and don't, don't ask and, 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 you know, surprise them by, by the, the fact that you listened. I, I think you would be amazed at how much they appreciate that. Wow. Cool. All right. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I want to talk about the book, Elevate, Push Beyond Your Limits and Unlock Success in Yourself and Others. It's going to be a great interview or continuation of an interview. So everybody, don't go away. We're coming right back. Do you want to amaze your customers, impress your colleagues, and outshine your competition? Well, going from average to amazing isn't an out-of-the-reach goal. In fact, amazement is a habit that anyone can master. And I wrote about this in my best-selling book, Be Amazing or Go Home. And now I have some good news. We just re-released the book in paperback form. And in this book, I let you in on the secrets behind my mantra, always be amazing. And I share with you the simple practices that can elevate your game. Mastering these practices will help you create trust, build stronger relationships, advance your career, and much more. So now is the time to step out of the ordinary and into amazement. Be Amazing or Go Home is available at Amazon.com. So what are you waiting for? Make the choice today to be amazing or go home. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking to Robert Glazer, who's the CEO and founder of Acceleration Partners and the author of Elevate. So let's talk about the book. Uh, I'm intrigued by it. Uh, Just the title itself, Push Beyond Your Limits and Unlock Success in Yourself and Others. Where did it come from? What's it about? Um, It's a a tongue twister, the subtitle. (laughs) I know when I first, I mean, everyone, I read struggle, it. everyone struggles with it. It's funny. Yeah. yeah. So great. You make it challenging already, you know? Yeah. Which push you outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. So, so Elevate actually evolved from a note that I started four years ago to my team each Friday that was meant to just be something inspirational, motivational, kind of push them to think about something uh, different. I started sending it. I really didn't think that anyone was paying attention Soon, people told me they were kind of forwarding it, really looking forward to it, that they had sent it along. It was kind of moving around. I met with a bunch of other CEOs uh, at a conference after that, and I told them that I was doing this. And, and they said, oh, it's interesting. And I said, I'll send you an example. And I, I forwarded it to them, and I suggested it was something they do with their, their companies because it's a good way to connect with their employees. And it, um, 
uh, one of them did his own and three of them started just sending it to their company. So I, I opened it up, uh, <laughs> renamed it Friday Forward. And four years later, you know, 100,000 people in 60 countries received this email. Wow. Um, so I sat down to write a compilation. By book. the way, it can, how do you get yeah. the email? I mean, how do I get uh, it? If I want to get it, if our you can go to, you can Google Friday Forward or you can go to uh, FridayFWD.com or at RobertGlazer.com too. You can sign up. Okay, great. Great. And uh, yeah, I went to write a compilation book of some of the best of these stories. And, and a bunch of agents told me no one likes compilation books. And then one agent told me the same thing. But he said, I think you have kind of a story here. And I, I, I sat down and I thought about like, at this point, our business was really growing quickly. We were investing in people holistically. That was really our strategy. These Friday forwards were resonating with people all the way around the world. And, and I was also sort of really achieving at a, a new height after having really figured some stuff out with my life and core values. And what I, what I realized is all three of those situations had the same theme and they were these four elements of, of capacity building and, and elevate as a book about really the concept of capacity building and how to, how to elevate yourself and, and do the same for, for others, particularly as a leader. Yeah. And as a leader, and this is really important. Uh, and we're focused primarily on customer service and experience. This uh, episode of Amazing Business Radio is really focused on a leadership skill that, it, you know, the best organizations for customers are also the best to work for. And there's a direct correlation between the two. If you yeah. look at the winners of all the customer service awards and you look at the winners in Glassdoor.com and all the other best places to work, wow. So much similarity. Well, there's a reason for that. So that's why we're focusing this episode a little different. I want to really get into the mindset of a leader and how they can, uh, for lack of a better term, but I know you're going to love that I say it, elevate their people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> to Simon, do I think and Simon, things by pushing beyond their limits. <laughs> yeah, was was it Simon Sinek that said that you know customers will never love a company unless employees do first or something close? to Very that. good, very good. Yeah. You know, I always look for quotes. Unfortunately, I'm not going to use that one because that's Simon's quote and he's not on the show. <laughs> but it's nice of you to bring him up. Simon's a great guy. Love Simon. Great. So anyway, well, so uh, a couple of nuggets from the book. Give us a few like the best uh, learning opportunities we have with the book. Yeah. So so for me, a lot of it starts in this spiritual capacity realm, which is not religious. That's really about understanding who you are, what you want and the standards you want to live by each day. We, we I, I think when anyone can articulate their core personal core values their life changed in a very meaningful way because they start to make better decisions. This is even a process we go through with our leaders at Acceleration Partners. I believe that when they understand their core values, they're able to articulate to their team what's important. They're able to communicate better. They're able to make better decisions um, personally. And, and so that's just something I really believe in. I think if you talk to 100 people and you say, what are your core values? You know, you get you get 95 blank stares, a couple of people may have one or two, and then there's one or 2% of people that can tell you their core values and their core purpose. I guarantee you they're, they're, they're doing pretty incredible things with their, with their life because they, they know what they want, they know how they want to act, and they know they want to show up. So particularly in the context of customer service too, like you need to know your values. You need to understand when someone's crossed over them. You need to be able to you know, put words around that rather than just this feeling that this is right or wrong. Mm-hmm. You used a phrase uh, in the first segment of the interview. I believe it was capacity building. Yeah. Um, elaborate on that. Uh, I, I, want, I wrote it down. I wanted to get back to it. Yeah. So I'll give you the short definition or the long and then the short. So I think capacity building is the method by which individuals seek, 
acquire and develop the skills and ability to consistently perform at a high level in pursuit of their innate potential. And, mm-hmm. and, and what's key there is like, it's about them and what's important to them. The short definition is, I think it's actually just how you get better. It's the process for how you get better. And that these four dimensions cover all, all the facets of self-improvement, spiritual, intellectual, physical, and emotional. And, and high performers have, have really found a way to make sure they're building their capacity in each of these areas. We understand physical capacity. We understand I lift the weight over and over again, and then suddenly 90 days later, I can you know lift it faster and easier than before. I think in these other realms, we tend to think, oh, I have that or I don't have that, and not it's something that we can build our capacity in the same way. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people are afraid when you start talking about spiritual. Yeah. Um, what does that mean? It's a soft word, uh, yeah. but really it's a heavy topic. And in business, uh, is there room for spirituality in business? And you mentioned it's not religious. It's, you know, knowing yourself, understanding yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Look, I, I do, in the context of, and I know the label is, is, and I tried a bunch of different words. I know the label has some context, but I, this to me a lot is the, even business. Yeah. Who are you? What do you want? What do you stand for? What are your red lines? What are your strengths? I, 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 I don't, I think if you don't know those things, you're going to have a very hard time being an authentic leader. The best leaders that I've seen in all facets of organizations are just completely aligned. They know what they want. They know who they are. They communicate that to other people. They know their red lines. You know, they know where they can draw the line. And, and I, I, I think it's a critical leadership skill in organizations. If you don't want, if you're not helping your people understand what they're good at, um, then, then that's a real disservice. Well, the book is called Elevate. And again, the tongue twister subtitle, Push Beyond Your Limits and Unlock Success in Yourself and Others, available wherever books are sold, uh, which means online and actually in bookstores. And you can get it for the holidays or even after the holidays, you can get it anytime you want to improve yourself and maybe help others buy a book for them as well. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I want to talk about your take on the three common service mistakes even top businesses make. Don't go away, we're coming right back. Are you ready to be amazing? Of course you are. That's why you tune into Amazing Business Radio. If you like what you're hearing here, you're gonna love my new TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home. Each episode is devoted to sharing ideas to help you be amazing in both your business and personal lives. We also feature an app or technology every week that you're going to find fascinating, and we always have at least two guests on the show. The show is now available on Amazon Prime, Roku, C-Suite TV, and more, so the choice is yours. Be amazing or go home. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking to Robert Glazer. And uh, in the prep work, you know, I always ask if, if the guests can provide a few topics that we can talk about. And I know we've gone quite off of that list in covering some of what we did today. But one of the topics was three common service mistakes even top businesses make. <clears throat> can you uh, tell us what those three are? Sure. Um, so I, I think one is, you know, not, not 
having people establish rapport. So one of the things that we have put into our standards in talking with clients is making sure when we get on the phone with them to say, how's it going? How was your weekend or something? And then you find out, oh yeah, well, my dog died this weekend. Well, now I understand why this person might be in a, in a difficult situation. So mm-hmm. we really try to make sure, you know, in any engagement, we don't, you know, get right, get right down to, to, to business too, too quickly. I think, I think that's a, a, a key mistake that, that we've seen people make. And then we miss, we miss some things and we miss an opportunity to connect. Well, what uh, happens when a company says, uh, especially in the context in our world, average handle time, which means how long it takes to resolve an issue and get off the phone, and they yeah. encourage quicker handle times. It's really hard to build rapport when you're told you're being measured and compensated based on how many calls an hour you make or take. This is one of those things you got to be careful with data, right? Because you might find in those things that, you know, you might have a resolve rate or a close rate that's higher, but not a resolve rate. You might have more subsequent calls, right? Yeah. If, if you just haven't gotten to the issue. So a lot of times the data can show this different ways, but I, I think it only takes a few seconds to just Amen. ask someone how they're exactly. doing. Exactly. Yeah. I was okay. hoping that was where you would go with that. I mean, yeah. I knew the answer, but I just wanted to hear that, you know, you and I are in sync on that one. All right. So that's number one. Uh, they don't take the time to build rapport. Yeah. I, I think number two is, is responding too much to the feedback of one. And, you know, we talk about this a lot in our clients and organizations, a lot of times, because we're very focused on feedback. Uh, we look for patterns and things that are really important to people and try to not overreact to the one person who's upset about uh, something or, 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 or the variance. And uh, we, we found that to be really important. We could, we could ruin something for, for, you know, 98% of the people or make it less optimal for 1% of the person who maybe, you know, had that complaint that week and then uh, didn't, didn't, you know, had a different complaint that the next week and is likely to not be a customer. So we're just, we're careful about not over responding to, to one-off issues. I love that. I love that. Yeah. It's, and then, you know, on the flip side of that, um, kind of looking at what some companies create these rules that were made because of a tiny percentage of the people, uh, were dishonest and they punish everybody for the sins of a few. Um, I mentioned Guitar Center earlier with my gift uh, card idea. The uh, Guitar Center used to have a method of of checking people in and out for security reasons. If you brought a guitar case in, they would open it up, they would look at it, make sure that you walked out with the same guitar that you came in with. You know, I'm coming in to get this repaired and somehow or another, it magically turned into a $2,000 brand new guitar on the way out. Yeah. You know, and so they created this system and it cost them, I, I can't remember the numbers, but it was several millions of dollars. And what they realized is, yeah, it prevented the theft, but guess what? It was costing more than what people were stealing anyway. Right. And in the process, they were irritating 99 plus percent, percent of the people of the that came in and out. And sometimes we listen to the squeaky wheel and try to give it oil at the, at the detriment of other customers. Yeah. So and, number and three. Number three is something actually I believed in. And, and, and I know you, you must know John DeJulius, but it's something he said Great years ago. Yeah. About not saying no. And we sort of merged them. But both with employees and with clients, um, when someone asks for something that is out of scope or otherwise, our, our, our philosophy is to explain. I always say, like, people don't care why it's bad for you. They care why it's bad for them. So when they ask us to do something that was totally out of scope, we, we might say, and in his world, you never say no. We might say, 
I can do X, Y, and Z. It just means that A, B, and C is not going to get done. Are you comfortable if A, B, and C does not get done? Mm -hmm. And then suddenly they're like, oh, well, no, that's, oh, what did you want us to double, uh, you know, our, our, you know, our fee this month so that we could do all of that. Oh, no, I don't want that. So it's it sort of, it repositions <laughs> it in terms of the impact on them. And, and I found that to be really powerful. No one wants to hear why it's bad for, for you. Yeah. Um, so John is, has been on this show a couple of times as well. Like you're, you know, we're, it's like this circle. Uh, yes. John DeJulius, uh, actually, John uh, I would love to share, and I think he'd agree that when John uh, decided to get into the business that he's in, I was one of the people right there at the very beginning and jumping in, helping him. And I love the guy. He's a close friend. But here's uh, his philosophy of no, uh, or saying yes and not saying no, is a philosophy of Cameron Mitchell, who's one of his uh, customer service heroes. And yeah. Cameron just, uh, we had him on the show, we just wrote a book not that long ago called, Yes is the Answer, What's the Question? <laughs> and and it's not that you can say yes to everything. And to your point, and this is really important, you don't say yes to everything, uh, but you don't have to say no. It, it, well, you have to say no if it's illegal, immoral, or hurt somebody, yeah. obviously. But there's a way to say no that makes the person feel like you didn't say no. Yet saying the whole idea of yes, it's more of an attitude than a response. Yeah. And when you say, I can do that, uh, however, by by being able to do that for you, realize over here, this has to happen. I think that gives them, you know, it's like, wow, I never thought of that. And thanks for sharing that information. And what a great, I mean, to me, uh, I love everything you talked about. I love today that you talked about this wish uh, idea. I love your ideas on the culture and a leader in a company. But this last piece, the, the three ideas that you have, the mistakes people make, specifically this one, I think is one of the biggest takeaways of the whole show. Uh, I love what you're sharing with us. So thank you. No, thank you. And yeah, I reiterate because I, I think it's a, uh, it's a spinoff on the, the yes. You don't even have to say the yes, but just the kind of explain the implication for the person that's asking because they not may not even realize the implication right? yeah. they always like to ask for more and they don't realize what the implication is. And, and we've just found that helpful. Yeah. All right. We're down to the last moment or two of the show. I always ask, always ask the question, what is the one thing you want to leave with us? Uh, your last thought. Yeah. I, I, my last thought I'd say for any of these things is just make the 1% improvement. I know everyone's out there looking for hacks and quick fixes, and I'm not a big believer in that, but I am a big believer. If you just, if you do something, make a change, do the 1% each day, it adds up pretty quickly. And pretty soon you see some change. If you stress about making all these big changes and never take the first step, uh, it, may, it may not happen. Yeah. Yeah. You make, you try to make the big change and you see this gap between, you know, gosh, I'm here and I need to get there, but 1%, 1%, a little bit every day, a little bit every week makes a difference. Robert, great, great interview. Thank you so much for being on the show. Appreciate you. This is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. You've been amazing. Thank you. Thanks, Shep. Uh, it was a pleasure. All right. The book, again, it's called Elevate, Push Beyond Your Limits and Unlock Success in Yourself and Others, available everywhere. Thanks again to Robert, and thanks for everybody listening today. We're going to have another interview next week. Be sure to tune in. This is Shep Hyken. Until then, reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>